0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of When the Flames Go Up, the ATFC podcast with me, Will Brown. The panel we are going to be talking about, um, you know, big talking point, uh, the 6-1 drubbing away at Bishop's Thorford as Old Shot knocked out of the FA Trophy. Um, and then we preview the Kidderminster away game and the Bromley home game on Tuesday, which starts a kind of seven-day streak of uh, very important games for the shots um next week i'm hoping we're going to be able to do like a new section of the show a bit bit of fun you know i'm we're not used to this losing stuff it's, i think it's the first time we're going to talk about a defeat in a podcast um since we've been doing it so um yeah we're going to do a new section of the show called older shots all time 11s so i mean if you've watched football, uh, watched or listened to the football cliches podcast they often do a um for example, a Turkish Super League 11 or something, you know, players that really scream Turkish Super League. Um, but we'll do a different theme every time. So we might do this once a month or um, something like that. Um, so the first week, because we're currently watching Haji Minoga do bits for Tanzania out in the uh, Africa Cup of Nations in Ivory Coast, I think the first one's got to be uh, lone players we've fallen in love with 11. So we want to make an 11, probably four four two, um, of loan players. Um, I imagine Scott Davis is going to be in there, but I want your suggestions for who you'd put in different positions, whether you want to send a whole 11 or just players that you think, well, players that you've fallen in love with, basically. Um, your Johnny Dixons in the first spell, for example. Um, lone keepers, we've had plenty of them. Is there any ones that stick out? Um, so yeah, send in all your suggestions to atfcpodcast at gmail dot com, and also comment on any of the posts. I'll send out some more on Facebook X, and uh, yeah, we'll build it, we'll debate it, and hopefully come up with a nice eleven that we can we can share next time round. Um, all that's left to say is enjoy the show. Well, we knew we'd have to cover a defeat at some point. Um, the last defeat we had was Eastleigh at home. Um, we, we covered Chesterfield in a festive roundup, but the Chesterfield at home was uh, was covered by the quiz of the year. So we hid, hid behind that one. Um, we're now going to talk about our 6-1 to rubbing away at Bishop Stortford in the FA Trophy. Um, Kane Critchlow scored five. Um, the only goal that wasn't scored by him was Darren Foxley, who made it 2-0. Um, and we were 4-0 down after 25 minutes. Um, Toledge did get one back. He came on at half time in the 74th minute. Um, they immediately went up the other end and scored five one. And then Kane Critchlow rounded off his man of the match performance in the eighty-eighth minute. Um there's probably too much to say. Me and Ian met up for the second half, so I guess I'm gonna to come to you, Ian. What what are your thoughts on the uh on the weekend's result? Yeah,
1: shocking and disappointing result, but um Sadly, uh, always a possibility, I think, with uh, this Aldershot Town side that they do ship goals. However, didn't expect them to ship as many against the team that was bottom of National League North. Um, bit of a reverse Swindon, I guess, in that I think the stats were that. All the shots on target that Bishop Stortford had, all six, were goals. Um, All the shot outnumbered them in terms of effort, in in attacking efforts, not effort overall. Um, And yeah, it was just one of those days where nothing seemed to go right. But there was also a lot of performances that were seriously, seriously below par and i think if you were doing a man of the match award um as a sponsor then you'd have to give it to to Large or frost who came on at half time and that's how badly the other 11 performed unfortunately
0: yeah yeah as you say uh, the six six shots six goals um mainly mainly counterattack after our kind of pushing forward so it just felt it felt like knife through butter most of the time because we'd look up the other end or towards us for four of the goals and they were back in again. Um, yeah, so it, there were some individual mistakes, but I, you know, I think in general it was just a, a terrible performance. Um well, I mean, where where do we begin with the with the the first four goals? I think that they were the most kind of shocking and. Um, Obviously, we weren't expecting them. All of our score predictions were generally quite low scoring anyway. Um, do you think Do you think it comes down to those individual mistakes in the first 25 minutes to, to put us 4-0 down? Or do you think there's there's symptoms there that have been, been there for longer? Yes,
1: both. I mean, I think when I met up with you on Saturday, the thing I remarked was that it felt like they were playing as a, group of strangers that the defense didn't seem like they'd played together before the midfield again wasn't particularly good and the attack weren't as good as they normally are and then the three groups as well didn't seem to be linking together so there was no sort of uh trying to get the right word a,
0: yeah, It was like kind of truncated, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, you know, there's no there fluency was... to get it or transition to get, yeah, get it full. like three
1: teams within one team. And you know, I heard things from the sidelines that when I was standing around the side in the first half, that some of the defense were, I wouldn't say abuse, but they were clearly quite unhappy with the people playing in front of them and, uh. Also, yeah, there was individual errors that I think the first goal for me was a good counter attack that it was a bit like the Stokes goal against Stockport, the second goal. It was a bit like that. It was like quite a decent through ball that one. So you sort of give credit there. The second goal watching that back um cross come in from the left, and there's just no one there. And it's if you see the replay again. The Critchlow that does put it in, you're actually surprised. There's a Bishop-Stortford attacker just before that that would have had a free shot at goal as well. The The marking was just not where it needed to be uh, for that goal. The third, I think they were a little bit aggrieved. Not The ref or the linesman didn't give the ball out of play and then they were kind of catching up and not really... Uh, taking it from there the other thing thinking back to when they were 2-0 down I mean that was the point where I was not majorly concerned because of what they've done this season Mainhead, Bromley, uh, Eastley as well even where I thought okay that they, they've hopefully had their wake-up call and they'll get it into get the behinds into gear and they'll get playing as a team again but that just never happened did it
0: no it never really never really clicked at all i think we we just seem to be going down the same the same way um obviously we're going to play the same way regardless of who who we're against but i think bishop Salford obviously set up in a way that as soon as you come into our half you're going to get hassled and harried and we're going to try and get the ball off you as as quick as possible or we're going to stop you from Getting past, I think the the wing backs Glover and Scott were basically stopped from turning at their man, which is all, all a bit of a problem, because the only other option is to pass it back to Kobe Rowe or Harfield, or to play it to O'Keefe and Widrington who unfortunately weren't weren't able to be mobile enough to 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 drive forward and actually link up the midfield and attack. So we ended up, I think the. The attackers were so far ahead. Um, and Kwame Thomas was doing his best to control hospital passes after hospital pass to his feet and bobbling. Obviously, the pitch was a bit, a bit bobbly anyway, but he was, he was trying his best to try and control these, these kind of 30 yard driven balls in eh? Um Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the midfield too. Um, for me, I, I just, I, nobody can really find a, a reason why they're they're still able to come together, I guess, because we were against lower opposition. Maybe it was it would have worked if if we'd won. It would have been perfect because we would have rested legs and those kind of things. Um, I guess before before we just descend into to, to negative thoughts. Anyway, credit to Bishop Stortford because I think the the finishes were brilliant. To to be honest, I think they're all pretty low. Um, Geordie. I can't think of one that he really like absolutely should have saved. I know he had a he had a bit of a fumble in the second half, um, which was, wasn't punished. But um, yeah, I just generally think that their finishes were brilliant. Kane Critchlow, fair play, five goals. Um, and they basically just made old shot run out of ideas very quickly. Um so yeah, fair play to bishops Sawford. Um and yeah, they've they've been They've got a, a home draw against Colville Town in the next round, so fair play. They'll they'll be relishing a or well, looking forward to a, maybe a quarter final spot. Um, yeah, the other thing I was going to mention was was conceding so soon after scoring, um, which is another thing. I it's hard to put an actual reason on, but uh, we've didn't done it against Chesterfield, albeit a free kick, and uh, and against Woking um, recently. Um, Yeah, I guess, I guess, Ian, what what are your thoughts on on why we do this, or is is it just a a patch we're going through?
1: Yeah, it could just be coincidence, I think. Um, When I was listening to the Woking game on New Year's Day, Rob Worrell sort of started to mention it and was talking about it, and it hadn't really particularly noticed that uh, until that point. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping it's a coincidence, but at the same time, yeah, maybe there is an element of. I think it is one of these, somebody's done a study or statistically that you are at your most vulnerable of conceding just after scoring. And the same goes for the sort of five minutes before half time and the five minutes uh, before the end of the game as well, are particularly vulnerable to goals.
0: Yeah it's hard to be critical because the goals, the goals that are going in are exactly the same as if they happened five minutes later, but it just, it's mm-hmm. so frustrating to to feel like, especially at four one, not to say that I thought we might turn it around, but I think we could have salvaged some pride and come away like, like a bit like the easily at home game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you come away thinking, you know what, if we had an extra 15 minutes there, we, we could have turned it around, um, but we can't, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> it's, it's completely, no. it is unsustainable to be that easy to, um, to to break down and and get through. Um, yeah. I mean, hope hopefully that
1: it's happened in this game, and that is the kind of uh, reminder of what needs to be done, and that to some extent this was a bit of an accident waiting to happen that we'd had you know conceded 4v West Brom 4v Chesterfield 5v Eastley 5 against Oldham back in August and stuff like that so it's happened pretty regularly and that on Saturday where Bishop Stortford everything they hit went in um nobody was particularly surprised that I was speaking to on the train home things like that um but now it's like, yes, you've you've definitely, definitely got to do something about it. And I think we talked about the last podcast about transfer window and options. Uh, I definitely think it'd be the time to try and find somebody on loan to help shore up the defence. And the other thing is probably you also, your midfield have to be more important. Or more useful in preventing or protecting the defence as well. And unfortunately, Widrington and O'Keefe uh, didn't perform well together. I mean, O'Keefe unfortunately had to be hauled off at half time, um, which I think was the right decision. O'Keefe's a worry because um, he'd had a long injury. We were really, really. Hoping for him to come back and add a positive. Um, took a while to get going in a few games, and you thought, okay, well, get some more minutes under his belt, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But we've had quite a few minutes now, and it's not quite happening for him. And Theo as well. We've sort of we've seen some pretty poor games from him at the start of the season. I felt he'd improved. Uh, but then had some time out with injury himself. So I I hope those two don't start this weekend. I'd probably be looking, Willard and Frost would be my choice. I appreciate that Willard perhaps isn't always as consistent, but I think that extra pace and that extra effort is probably what the team needs at the moment to help the defence.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's interesting you say we do need more help defensively from the midfield. When well, I think on Saturday, that's the most defensive midfield pairing we can put together. I think in terms of mobility and what they bring to the team. Um, but as you just said, yeah, Frost and Willard do the the hassling, the harrying, the kind of pressing that that does win you the ball back at this level. And I don't think I don't think O'Keefe and Widrington are are able to do that, or at least they're not able to do it together. I think maybe it's one or the other, if we're going to do, I think Widrington's best games, you know, I I don't think they're going to be alongside O'Keefe for sure. I think he needs to be alongside someone more mobile and someone like Frost who credit to him. I think we mentioned in the, the West Brom kind of review, how he just gets the ball and then he goes, he brings just 10 yards run forward sp- spread the play um so yeah the midfield two is going to be interesting for for saturday i don't think he can i don't think he can pick those two again it was interesting we we were planning to play portsmouth in a behind closed doors friendly on tuesday which was obviously frozen off due to the the minus six i think it was um the frost that came over um it's, it does seem a bit too convenient if if it had been planned in before but I did feel like maybe it's a bit of a punishment but especially the players that came off at half time I think, yeah, Kobe Rowe and and O'Keefe um, I just don't know, I don't know what were your thoughts on it Ian, do you, you think they were going to be, be playing or getting minutes or is it more did we need to see the shape of the team again or
1: Yeah, it's hard to say I mean I think Portsmouth although they're top of League One they're on a bit of a run of three or four without a win and they got uh, beaten up at home by Leighton Orient on Saturday so there could have been an element of uh, Portsmouth needing the game and looking around to see who they could get uh, a behind closed doors game with so that might be the possibility because obviously Tommy with his Southampton connection when he was talking about uh, Portsmouth on that uh, Rob Warrell podcast he was I don't imagine he's got too many contacts in Portsmouth. Was the the gist of uh, what I got. So maybe it was Portsmouth had got in touch with Tommy.
0: Yeah, um, it, it did seem. It did seem that way. To be fair, <laughs> I wonder if it was. Yeah, begrudgingly, he will probably send a few go anywhere. To be fair, he's uh, probably banned from behind closed doors, <laughs> or something. Um, I guess that's. I guess that's parked most of the bishops, Dortford uh the actual debrief of the game. Um, we'll go on to, to uh, talk about the, the Kidderminster game and the selection, I suppose, which is basically going to be impacted by Bishop Salford's uh, uh, defeating of us. Let, let's move on to back to the National League. Finally, back. Um, we've got Kidderminster away, who are currently bottom of the National League. Um, they've just installed Phil Brown as manager, who he was in the stands for their um, penalty win. In the FA Trophy, um, so he gets his first game in the dugout against Aldershot, um, who hired him, Dean Holdsworth, no, no less, um, the loans master himself. Um, so yeah, let's let's have a look at that. We've got um, yeah, so Ian Ian's here. We, we were waiting on Julian. He's he's not he's not arrived just yet, um, but if he if he pops in, he'll um, he'll be talking about the uh, kid amidst the game and the Bromley at home game next Tuesday. So, Ian, big, big, big week for us in the National League. How do you see the uh, Kidderminster away game to start off with?
1: I'm hoping that we can get a clean sheet out of this one. I think that would be much needed. The home game with Kidderminster in November, uh, Kidderminster were okay at the back, I felt, but they didn't really offer very much going forward. Um it was a one-nil win for the Shots, and it needed a bit of Josh Stokes' magic to unlock the Kidderminster defence on that day. But I can't remember Yordi or the defence needing to do a lot on that day. So hopefully, they'll be similar uh, to come on Saturday. They don't, even though they, I think, made a few signings and moved a few people out, and a few people have come in loan. It doesn't look like there's too much. Um, has changed it's probably the ideal team to be playing after us letting in so many goals Um, do feel a little bit like I am setting it up for us to concede heavily again there but um, yeah I'm just going on their record and what I saw early in the season that I, I am optimistic that with everyone giving bollockings this week and Perhaps a few personnel changes in the shot side that we we can get on, get back on track, and this is a good opportunity to do so.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I wasn't at the uh the home game um earlier in the season, um, but yeah, in general they they haven't scored many goals. Um, just having a look here, yeah, they've scored twenty in the twenty eight games so far, um, and conceded thirty seven, which is not actually that bad. We've for context we've conceded 47 so um yeah they're conceding less than us which obviously as we've discussed is um actually not that big of an um achievement um christian oxley chamberlain will be in opposition um as well as gold omatayo who we spent I, I, it feels like much of the summer thinking he was on the brink of signing for older shot and then uh joined filed um he's now at Kidderminster. he joined in december so um also another ex-shot, uh, Jerry McDonough, um, who seems to oh, gosh, follow us around at different clubs. He was at Eastleigh last year and now he's at the... Um The top goal scorer of six is Amari Morgan-Smith. Um, so he, he's probably the, the danger man to look out for. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to going up there. It's a new ground for me, Um, um And yeah, looking forward to that. That starting lineup notification at half two is going to be vital to how how happy i am i think when we start the game um so there are a few conundrums i think Um, i suppose to begin with is there anything we can do with the back five that really changes things um without any new without any incoming or is it a complete um change of the change from a five to a four um who knows? What do you think, Ian? The, let's start with the back line first. Do you think there'll be any changes? And is there a way to to is there a way to do it?
1: Right? Yeah, I'm not sure there is unless somebody does sign in the next between the time of recording and Saturday lunchtime. I don't think there will be a change. I think the change is more likely to be in the midfield. Uh, for certain, there'll be large for Thomas. I would have thought that would be a certainty. I think. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe it is sort of one last chance. I guess perhaps for the defence as such to say, look, Kidderminster away, we'll write off or we're underlined last week. We'll we'll move on from it. Kidderminster is a good opportunity, as I've said, to get a clean sheet or at least keep it tight just concede one, and we'll see from there. Um, yeah, new ground for me. I know we've played a reasonable amount of time, but for whatever reason, never made it before. So I've decided I'm going to go this year. So it's obviously possible with them bottom of the league that we won't need to go next year.
0: Yeah, think... they've, they've got uh, famous pies, or they used to. I don't know if they still Yeah, doing. I
1: think my brother was telling me that I think they changed a the caterer or something. So it might not be as good as it was apparently.
0: Because they always used to win the uh BBC Sport um like Pie of the Year thing, didn't they? <laughs> that was the thing. Um they do they do something else. I don't think it's pies then. Some some sort of some sort of hot good. Um probably like I don't know. I'm not gonna guess because I don't know. Um I suppose my only thought on the uh on the, the starting lineup for, for Saturday at least, was that it'll probably be the first time that Barham, Stokes and Tolage have started together since working away on New Year's Day. Um, so that that's that seems quite nice. Nice to look at on the team sheet. You know, we, we should score goals with that. I think, also, we didn't really mention Stokes from the uh, from Bishop-Sawford game, but he was basically anonymous or pushed out of the game.
1: Yeah, or he was sort of Quite often he was coming back to try and get the ball or try and win the ball was mm. what I noticed that sometimes he was like, hang on, that's Josh Stokes. I think if you look back at one of the goals, he's actually trying to mark somebody that um, shoots. I think it's the second or it's the fourth. If if. Need They'll to blur watch one, him more closes. Yeah. But yeah, when I, when I was watching uh, the goals back yesterday in preparation, it was, hang on, that's, what's he doing there? <laughs> and th- that, I think, is another thing that summed up last Saturday that, yeah, they just unfortunately didn't play like a team that had done so well this year. Um, But yeah, I'll be excited to see to large Stokes. Barham back and Barham as well was, was off it on Saturday he didn't play as well I think there was a chance in the first minute couple of minutes where he had a one-on-one with the keeper and didn't score mm. um, maybe that impacted it I guess if it gone in or gone closer he, he might have had a better game but uh, he's had far more good games than bad games so can forgive
0: forgive him on that one yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, uh, Barham definitely, definitely could be better. I mean, he kind of, kind of had to play as well. We haven't, really, like, we haven't got the the best squad depth. He had to play, and there was a moment where in the second half, no, the first half, um, he was screaming at the defense um, for a good, I don't know, good sixty seconds, I mean a big old, big old tirade. Um, some some swear words were thrown in there for good measure um, you can see the red in his face from from the halfway line so that's a good sign um, yeah Stokes Stokes on Saturday just in the second half they, I think Tommy tried to make obviously a few more changes we changed at the back and Stokes seemed to just kind of linger on the right hand side of the midfield um, to, to obviously try and basically play one-twos with Ryan Glover and get a ball in the box um, um, yeah we got a few in we got a few in also, I've, forgot, I've completely forgot to mention the, the goalkeeper. To be honest, who made one of the the best saves I've seen for a long time, right in front of my eyes. Um, Ian, do you remember who? Oh, it was Ryan Glover, wasn't it? Yeah, Glover from about six inches away from the goal, um, and he somehow brought his brought his right hand over and and and, and kept it out. Um, so that was a fair play to that keeper um, um, for that. Um, yeah, he had
1: a pretty solid afternoon, and yeah, hmm. the other things that he had to do were, well, shots didn't give him enough to do. That was difficult, I think, hmm. would be the thing. But the simple stuff he did
0: well. Okay, so that's for that's for Saturday. That's Kidderminster away. Ticked off the list. Hopefully, a nice a nice way to bounce back um, at Agborough. Um, Tuesday sees us play Bromley at home. Um, the first first chance to get a a, a double, a, two wins in the in a year since the podcast has been open against the same team. Um, so the podcast started after the uh, that remarkable away match um, with Kobe Rowe popping up to so winner, win things with his header three um, two. So we we know Bromley; their their team seems to evolve and change quite quite often but not not discernibly to be honest um so Michael cheek is obviously top goal scorer for them um he's also a top goal scorer in National League in 2023 which surprised me because I would have thought Langstaff's goals would have been enough but I suppose he would have only been there for half a season so fair play to Michael cheek he always scores um they've also got Ben Crowhouse I don't know how much he's been um, touted to leave um so far I'm sure there's rumours about him going. Um and they seem to have just solidified their position as second or third, depending on <laughs> depending on who slips up between between them and Barnett. So uh yeah, Ian, let's let's have a let's have a think about the Tuesday night match and I guess the next seven days in general. Um how are you feeling about them?
1: Yeah, bit bit worried. Uh probably a decent outfit and uh It was a really, really good win against them at theirs. Um, I think, yeah, this is going to be our toughest test at home for some time. Uh, And a lot of it, I think, I guess my mood, depending on that, also so much riding on how Saturday goes, that if we can win on Saturday, then, you know, a draw with Bromley is quite an acceptable result, I think. Whereas if we get beat at Kidderminster, then Romley becomes a game that we could really, really do with winning, especially um, if that gap to the playoff position starts to widen. Um. So, yeah, at the minute I'm in take a point, be quite happy with that category. But um, if you were asking me again on Monday night, then my answer could be quite different. Yeah, fear Michael Cheek is sort of proper proper good goal scorer at this level and I think when we did our first podcast I said that I expected them to be nailed on top three and I think nothing's changed since that they've been picking up the points quietly. They're not really a team a lot of people talk about but they've been
0: in those positions almost all the season, haven't they? And, yeah, uh, they're always on the edge of... Getting to well, they obviously got to Wembley a couple of years ago, but they're always doing well in the FA Trophy. They haven't had had one of those like proper stellar FA Cup runs from what I can remember, though.
1: No, yeah, they're still one of the National League teams remaining in the trophy now. Mm. Got a friend who I met up with at the Bromley game, goes to their matches, and he obviously texts the teams. From the national league that are still in, I think there's only six left. And he was like, "Does nobody want to win this from the from the top league?" And it does seem yeah. that way. So it's probably, I don't know what draw they ended up with,
0: but uh, no, I don't. Off the top of my head, it might have been probably well go in... quite
1: no avely I think Averley, Averley. Okay, so it's not that far
0: from Brugly. I could probably check it right now. actually, yeah, just to make around. sure. Yeah. Yes, Avely at home. So that's quite a nice one. Bromley Avely sounds sounds very FA Trophy to me. Um, yeah, so obviously we follow the, uh, the the Bromley game on the Tuesday night to to Saturday where we play another playoff chasing team. Well, not chasing team. They're in it. Um, Rochdale currently sitting seventh. So it's just a big seven days, really. Um, bottom of the league, second in league, and seventh in the league. Um, and two of them at home, so I mean, it's it's home form that's going to really turn this around. We've had four straight away games, so that home form we know has been pretty decent this season. Obviously, I had a little falter at the end of um, end of the year with the the defeat to um, Eastleigh, but yeah, how, how are you looking forward to to a Tuesday night match at the Wreck? Yeah,
1: yeah, need it because obviously the last home game was all the way back on Boxing Day, so what's it going to be, 23rd of January. So it's almost a month without a home game. And I suppose a good job that we did have the uh, FA Cup in there to get some revenue because I think if this was a normal year going a month between home games, that would be quite tight on the club finances. But hopefully we're in a better place now because of that. But yeah, enjoy a Tuesday night game. Bit of a rush to get over. Get home from London and then drive over to all the shop, but um, I should be there in time. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing the Bromley game uh, just because of, yeah, it's nice to see the better teams, I think. And uh, it's also a good yardstick as well on how
0: good we actually are. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be. Uh... Brought out in the next two home games, I suppose Br- Bromley at home and then Rochdale at home. Whether we are ready to pit our pit ourselves against these teams, and if we can beat them at home, I mean that's that's a that's a big big another string to our bow. Um, obviously, it, it means nothing um, broadly because we're still in January, but it it does seem to be like a kind of because we've had two games in a row that have been not necessarily season defining. The FA trophy, we want it because or well, Tommy wants it. He wants to take us to Wembley. That's his he's he's kind of talked about that. The FA Cup was obviously a, an amazing occasion. So now it but now it feels like we're out of the we're out of the two cups. And now we're staring down the barrel of if you, you lose the next three or something, you you're just we're just the mid table team that concede a lot of goals and score a lot of goals. Um so yeah, I'm I'm very nervous, but I'm I'm very excited to to play play bromley at home and uh the wreck on a cold tuesday night it's there's nothing nothing better um i guess we didn't do score predictions for the kidminster and bromley games let's let's should we do them do them in one i suppose you can use use the first as context for the next one so it's kind of yeah Um, they do depend don't they but what do you reckon
1: I'm going to go for a 1-0 to order shot on Saturday at Kidderminster. Just do enough, I think. And then maybe Bromley might be a bit more open. So maybe something like 2-2 for Bromley.
0: A Desmond. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think in general, if Kidderminster have only scored 20... In 28, it feels like a game where they'll still score two against us. So I think I think a three-two against Kidderminster because I think we'll 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 go for it. Probably be 2 0 down actually. Now I come to think of it, um, and then Bromley, I, I think we might I think we might beat them. I think we've got the the mental edge over them from the uh, the three-two. Um, maybe maybe another red card actually that'd be nice. But yeah, I think I think two-one. I think I think our season pivots, and we get six points from the next two I don't, don't know where that optimism came from. We didn't start off very optimistic after the bishops thought for game, but I'm feeling feeling really more confident now,
1: yeah, I mean that's the thing that because of the memories and things that you've we've seen this season you, you can forgive last Saturday as frustrating as it was to be there and watch that. You think, okay, yeah, we can write that off. Trophy, not meant to be again for this year. Uh, but we've still got the league to play for. We can still achieve the playoffs. Um, you know, it's the third time I've been present for a 6-1 defeat. Um, Burton away back in 2009. And that team, it was early on in the Kevin Dillon raid. That team made the playoffs in League 2. nay hey so that's um I think you know hopefully that's a, that's an oven in in that one and then the other one was uh Dagenham one 2019
0: that oh, remind me yeah oh, so Danny so
1: early one and then of course that one ended up okay but because the season got cancelled and we had yes all the lockdowns and everything so it's like on one hand we had playoff joy obviously the we didn't win the playoffs but it was still great to get in them and then the other hand we had almost global like... pandemic and misery yeah, yeah. And everything, <laughs> everything like that so which way will this 6-1 end up
0: <laughs> oh dear well, that's great i completely forgot about that dagnum game it does get brought up oh god i can still see it now horrible horrible um so yeah, that's the next. That's the next couple of games. Um, any other business? Was the uh, announcement of tour of duty, um, for this year, which is on the sixth of April. It's Hartlepool United away. Um, my first initial thoughts were the last time I went up was in February, and it was so cold and so windy. I don't suppose it's not going to be windy. It's going to be windy up up there. Um, but yeah, April at least gives it a nice. There's a nice chance for nice weather up there. We might get sunshine at the sea oh, about a weekend uh, just after easter as well i think a week after yeah easter. it's the weekend after perfect perfect i'm gonna use it as my birthday weekend because i'm i'm the 30th of march so you know okay if people actually uh like me then they'll be there so how about that um yeah what are your thoughts on that uh trip up to the northeast ian
1: yeah, I'm happy with the choice. I mean, for me, my other love is Hampshire cricket, so we're playing yes, at Durham. Yes, I saw that. Yes. We're, we're playing Durham the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so I think I will go to Durham for the Friday. Nice. I thought you were going to Saturday, say all,
0: all four days. Though, no,
1: I, th- I think I'll do Friday at Durham, Saturday morning at Durham, and then drive over to Hartlepool, and then probably make my way home from there. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, so yeah good choice Uh, I went to the FA Cup game which was 2004 Uh, we lost 5-1 but they were in the playoffs positions for League 1 nearly got in the championship that year Mm -hmm. and we were uh, sort of playoff positions in the National League at that point or conference as it was then Uh, so yeah, they've had quite a poor last few years. I think, obviously, getting back up and then coming back down. Uh, so we we meet as equals this time. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. And I, yeah, I just hope that the season's still got some momentum by that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. It's also quite a. It, it should be quite a nice team to play as well. It's not too. They're not. They they seem like they're going to be pretty mid table. I know there's quite a few teams that could go, could go both ways, I suppose. Um, but it should be a a chance of of three points, and hopefully we're we're you know sitting in sixth, looking to get to catch up with Solihull in fourth or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's sixth of April. Look forward to that. Um, the only other thing was yeah, all the most of the national league games got. Called off this week. Only Chesterfield went ahead. Um, they won their 16th home game in a while in a row um, against Altrincham with an 83rd minute winner. Um, so yeah, I mean, it leaves us because none of the teams got ahead of us. So we're still three points off fifth and six points off fourth. So we'll see where we are next week. Any any other, any other thoughts in on the the National League stuff that's happened since we uh, since we last did a podcast?
1: No, no nothing happened because yeah, was it easily lost to Southend? Yes, which I, I did predict that one because <laughs> uh, they were more interested in their replay, and I'm delighted that they lost their replay, so they're not playing Manchester United. Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. So quite quiet on national league front, but I think you should just mention uh, the African Cup of Nations. Unfortunately, Monoga. Was in the Tanzania side that lost 3 0 to Morocco hey, earlier you know. on this evening. Yeah. But that was probably their hardest group game, I think. Absolutely. So 3 yeah. 0 is probably no no disgrace, really.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope next week we should, I think they would have played a second at least game. So we might see if yeah. they've got a chance of getting through. It's been some lovely results in there. Um, so far so um, watch it I don't know is that a recommendation to watch the <laughs> brilliant yeah, tournament we, we
1: watched game Senegal yesterday game at work mm. so it was yeah it was okay yeah. I feel amazing
0: or was it the day before but anyway yeah I can't remember the, the, the Egypt game that I was watching That they equalised in the last It was it against I don't want to get them wrong they nearly won their first ever game in the African Cup of Nations. Oh, Mozambique. Yeah. Uh, they conceded the penalty in the last minute. Rubbish challenge. Um, cool. That's it. Thanks for coming on, Ian. Yeah, uh Yeah, yeah We will be back next week, hopefully with six points in tow, back in the playoff picture. Um, cool. Cheers. And there we go. Thanks for listening to episode seven of When the Flames Go Up. I'm currently logged out of the uh, the X or the Twitter account for ATFC Podcast um, due to a admin error and the fact that I broke my phone in Snobs in Birmingham, which is uh, which was the only place I could log in. So yeah, I can't really share it anywhere other than on my own profile. So if you if you can share it with someone that you know. Maybe if you're on your way up to Kidderminster, you can debate your favourite lone players and send in any suggestions that you might have. Um, we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about the six points gained from Kidderminster away and Bromley at home. Cheers!